How's it going? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the repost of my live stream. If you guys are new here and don't know, I have a YouTube channel where I do a lot of knife making tutorials, but on Sunday I also do a live stream. So this is for all you guys that want to listen on your phone or have other stuff to do or just don't want to look at my busted mug. My channel is called Dave Irving Invader Knives. I had problems with the first live stream on this. So I had to start over. That's why it starts out saying technical difficulties. All right, enough about me. Let's get to the clips. Technical difficulties. Man, it's because I'm trying to use this camera and it set up a whole new thing that I didn't even realize. And it, so it's causing audio feedback on that first feed. Sorry about that. Whew. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks. Stalking Wolf, I can always count on you. Other people will let the audio go, but man, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so back where we started. <laughs> now, if you're watching this live stream, <laughs> the first one went bad. Leave comments or opinions or ideas, questions, any of that stuff. If you're watching the repost, I appreciate it. All you guys showing up. Yeah, I guess I'll start out with that. The Sony 6400 comes out in February. I returned my G7 because I just couldn't get any good profiles out of that. But it comes out at the end of February. And I have the money saved because of lenses and all that. But I knew if you could pre-order it. But I knew I'd spend the money if I had it. So I bought an A6300, a used one. I didn't buy it new. I bought it used. So I can learn how to use Sony and all that. And then probably send it back and get the 6400. That way I don't have to worry about spending my money. What's up, Rhino54? Good to see you from uh, Paris, France. I know it's France. Man, yeah. So every time I put up a new camera or something, I got to figure out the audio because you use a camera. See, when I use my action cam, it goes straight in from HDMI. But now I'm using a cam link. So the audio and the video come from the camera. And it sets up a second audio thing. And that's why it was causing all that feedback and stuff. It won't happen again. <laughs> but look at this picture. You guys have watched my live stream from before. Woo! Man, such a better picture. This is 4K downscale to uh, 1080p. BC truck rebuild repair. What's up? You know, I use a most of my tools are Harbor Freight tools, like uh, the bandsaw. The drill press was actually the first tool I ever bought. And then I bought a 1x30, used that for about a month, and I couldn't do it. And I. Kind of convinced my mom because she was going to send me to welding school. I was like, no, I need a grinder. I don't need to go to welding school. I need a grinder. <laughs> but yeah, it's a Harbor Freight drill press, the stand-up. So it hasn't failed me yet, knock on wood. <laughs> All right, now I got to get back on track. I was a little frazzled from that first uh, first mishappening. SLG Foxy, what's up? What's up? Man, you know, uh, SLG Foxy, last live stream, man, you... When you were talking about some countries don't allow you to do stuff, man, that really bummed me out. I thought about that for a few days after that because it's like one thing I can't, I don't know how to talk about. So it was like, whew, man, I don't want to give bad advice or anything, but glad to see you back. So anyway, here's the knife I've been sanding. Decided to stone wash it. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I had to wash out all my stones because I use like WD-40 in my tumbler. With my stones, they get all nasty and you have to wash them out. I've even seen, I've seen some guys that pour the WD-40 into the tumbler. I mean, I've never tried it, 
But I spray them on every knife, and after like five or six knives, you have to end up washing it off just because the the stones and all the media get so nasty. Pouring the WD-40 right in the tumbler is a bad idea. And then the hamon, that's, I need to sand this. I dipped it, and I polished it up. Now I got to re-sand it. I use uh, flints. So that's the thing I've been learning about hamones. If you want them to pop really good, you have to... Dip them, polish them, dip them, polishing. But now that I got this stone wash where I want it on the blade part, I'm only going to take a rag and dip it in the ferric and wipe it down and then repolish it. What's up, Bob Reeling? Bob's a guy from Facebook I see all the time. So it's cool to see all you guys coming by. <laughs> all right. So now, I guess I had this up to 600, but I want to start back at 600. Oh, where did I put it? So if you watched yesterday's video about how this was all catty-cornered it out, I got it straight. So that works. At the end of the video, I'll show you how to straighten the blade if it comes out of the first temper all crooked. Nice and straight. I had to do this one by itself and then put the other three in afterwards. Yeah, uh, SLG Foxy, I've drawn my... Back in class, I was pretty good at getting grades, so I didn't really have to study. So I'd sit in class and draw. That's all I did all day is draw and write poetry and just do stuff like that. So I've always been kind of a creative person, but I love drawing. I haven't really done it in a while unless I'm drawing up a new knife or something. But you didn't miss much. I've only been up for about five minutes. <laughs> just, just ranting and raving about, oh, here's what you missed. Oof. The new stone wash. I, this is the blade I've been working on. I stone washed it and dipped it. And I was talking about how I, when I do my hormones now, I just take a cloth and dip it in ferric and wipe it on. Now you're caught up. And we were talking about uh, SLG Foxy and how in his country, how last week he kind of threw me for a, you know, a loop. Man. And he was talking about a lot of countries don't let you do what you want to do. That's horrible. Oh, I couldn't imagine that. And it's funny because in America, we're kind of spoiled. So we're always saying, oh, oh, well, I got the chat right here. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, SLG Foxy. I'm a little dyslexic. Man. Yeah, in America, we always complain about our freedoms, our freedoms, our freedoms. But that's because we have these freedoms. There's a lot of countries where they don't have that kind of stuff. And, whew, I couldn't imagine that. But see, that's one side of the coin. But if you look at it too, with a lot of these rights where people are like, oh, we have to change this. Once you give up a little bit of ground, they're going to want to take more ground and more ground. I'm for gun. I've never owned a gun, but I'm for gun rights. And I've talked about that before. I don't shoot guns. I don't own guns and all that. But I believe if you want to own a gun, and you're mentally stable enough and your criminal record is clean, you should be able to own a gun. Now, people that want to take away guns, they're like, oh, but we only want to take away this one little bit. Well, okay, we give you this one little bit, then you're going to say, okay, we want to take this little bit. I mean, look at Australia, look at England. Now in England, you can't even carry a knife that's over three inches. You know, they take a little and they keep taking, and they keep taking, and they keep taking. Yeah, man. When I started hormones, I thought it was easy. You know, you just 
you just put the clay on and it comes out you get the gray hue and all that they don't tell you you have to take it up to 2000 and then re-dip it and then re-etch it and re you know re-sand it i mean that's if you want high gloss now with hamones you can just dip it and you can get the the gray and the lighter gray but ever since i got the mirror polish on that last one that kind of looked like this <laughs> yeah that's why i started this live stream so i can hand sand <laughs> oh man you guys that are here for the youtube thing i always talk about in the last four or five that my passion is knife making but it's become youtube and it's become cameras and all that so i try to mix it all together and kind of teach you guys what i've learned and in the last few videos i've talked about it doesn't matter what your hobby is what you do for fun what you what you're interested in whether it be drawing like slg foxy said or anything you know now my new thing my new obsession is cameras and all that the best way to learn take out your phone if you have to i i even went on ebay and bought a refurbished phone so now i use two phones that way i don't mess up my good phone and then if you got an older phone use that because they all have cameras on them and record yourself record yourself whatever your passion is record it that way you can see you can look because if you're doing something every week or every day or every couple days you're not going to notice your progress but the more you do it and the more you record it you'll look back and be like wow look how far i've actually come now a lot of the advice i give on here about youtube is not for hobby people that's just to get people started like if you if you watch my other videos you'll notice at the end i start putting a lot of blooper stuff a lot of my mess ups that's to show you it's not that easy i mean it's it's not easy for everyone you know i may, i might make it look easy because i talk unless i'm on the live stream <laughs> and stutter about everything but everyone that does video messes up and that's the beauty of youtube and editing and all that you can cut those parts out and you don't have to worry about saying the wrong thing you can cut it back out and edit it that's why I kind of put that started putting those at the end to show you. Yeah, even if you mess up, you can do it again. You can redo it again. And don't be afraid. One of the biggest comments I see about doing YouTube is I don't know how to start. I don't have ideas. I don't I'm too scared to be on camera, all that. There's only one way to get over all that. Put a camera up, if it's your phone, whatever, and just start doing it. The reason I say upload it to YouTube is because I've got about 20 gig, I mean, 20 terabytes of drives up there with footage. So in the beginning, you might just want to upload it. You know, you can even keep it private. You don't even have to put it public. But put it public. And the best thing, I just noticed this, which I got to thank all you guys. It took me over a year to get, maybe about a year or two months to get 1,000 subs. I just hit like 1,550 subs in two months. So I must be doing something right. Or you guys are really helping out is what it is. And that's why I started doing this YouTube thing. Because, man, I tried for a long time and a lot of things failed. But I've found a few things that work. Now, I did a live stream about marketing and Google Ads and all that. Basically, this one, one thing you'll find out when you, you know, you, you make that move from being a hobby YouTuber. Loderman, hey, what's up? How did I get the knife passion? Um. After my heart surgery, I have a friend that's really into knife, you know, you know, custom knives. And he would bring me all these like Strider knives, or like $1,200 knives or 
Anthony Marfione knives that are like $700 and, you know, all these knives. And then he, he got into this guy, uh, Weber Handmade or Red Path. He's going by Dirty Room Knives again. That's where he started. Uh, he was friends with the guy, Lee, that died a couple weeks ago. So Dirty Room Knives and, and my friend Jason would show me all these knives. And I'd be like, man, I can't afford these knives, but they're awesome. And I just started really liking it. I was like, you know what? I bet instead of spending the money to buy these knives, I could save the money and start buying tools. Because I've always been the kind of person that likes making things instead of, like, when I was younger, I wouldn't watch football. I'd go out and play football. I can't do that now. I'd probably break in half. I was like, man, I can't afford $500 for a knife. But I could take that $500 and buy a drill press and a one by 30. And the more I started, and at first it was very discouraging because I was like, man, I'm never going to get it. And you want to give up and you want to sell everything. And But I just had this, once I had my heart surgery, before that, the five or six years before my heart surgery, I didn't do anything. I stayed in bed. I played music a little bit, but I was really bad. And then, you know, something about walking into the face of death changes your whole perspective in life. I keep saying, I'm one of those guys that's like, I didn't live till I was 40. So I partied and I did a lot of uh, bad stuff to myself. I was always morally good, but I tortured my body for many years. That wasn't living, going out, hanging out and partying and not sleeping and doing, that's not living. What I'm doing now, working hard, achieving things, that's, that's living, that's happiness. And it's kind of a weird catch 22. The more you don't do something, the more you get in depression. The more you get into depression, the more you get into excuses. The more excuses, you start thinking the world's against you when it's actually you're the one bringing yourself down. After my heart surgeries, I started slowly working. I never felt so weak and so, I couldn't, there's like a hospital thing when you get out of heart surgery. The first week, I couldn't even make a quarter lap, which is maybe 100 feet. So like seven times a day, I'd finally walk until I can make it one lap. When you're that weak and that struggling, I mean, I still have the scar right here. You know, they cut me wide open. You realize how important life is. I used to say, oh, you only live once, so you might as well party it up and live like this. That's not living. You know, working hard and achieving stuff and making your goals, that's living. I, I, that's a side rant I didn't mean to get on. Yeah, so I just started making knives and bevels. I could not get bevels. That's why you barely, I mean, I've got like 10 knives around here that aren't finished. It's because I always concentrated so much on bevels. And now I'm trying to concentrate on finishing and doing handles and all that. That's why the, that whole beginner's course and stuff is so intricate. Because I know the struggle. I know it took me a lot of work to get the bevels I get now. So... <laughs> Anyway, so back to the YouTube thing, you find your passion and you upload your stuff. And then at some point you realize, okay, you might be starting to get good at this, but you still have to hit. I, I've had a thousand subs for like three months and still haven't been monetized. I realized that first thousand subs is the best period because you get to hone your craft. There aren't many people watching. There aren't many subscribers. So you can put up, if you go back. Go back to even like last March and look at my videos. They were horrible. The music was too loud. They were just bad. And before that, I didn't even talk on camera. I can feel you when you say, oh, I, I don't know how to start or I don't know how to talk on camera. I didn't talk on camera. 
the first couple of videos, I just shot it, and then I would write. I'd sit there, because I can type on a computer. You know, I, I went to school for computers. Computers, I'm real good at. Uh, Derek Blair, yeah, I mean, you can find me. I'm on Instagram. I got my email in the description. I'm not a very good, I'll, I'll be honest, when it comes to the phone, I hate the phone. I text, or I type, but I'm not good talking. <laughs> Unless, I, I've said this before, like, all live streams. I might seem like I'm extroverted because I can talk to a camera. But when it comes to one-on-one, -on -one, I just feel awkward and misplaced. And, yeah, I've been trying, like, when I go to the grocery store, I'll try to strike up a conversation with someone. Try to try to hone that weakness and, and make it a little bit stronger. Wow. Large intestine removed at 17. Liver transplant. Wow. That's, that's a hard one, too. When it comes to weaknesses and stuff like that, if you can accept your weaknesses, they can become strengths, too. Like I said, when I started, if you go back and watch my old, old videos, I didn't talk at all. I kept up. In that first thousand subs, I, I got better and I got better. And I love the camera. See, if you guys are new here, I've been a musician. My dad was a jazz bassist. When I was three years old, they got pictures of me holding his bass, falling asleep with his jacket that's twice as big as me. I played piano when I was five, first string violin when I was seven, first string cello when I was ten. Music has just been part of my life. I was going to be a rock star. Then when I hit 24, or no, I guess it was 1996, the guitarist that I was in like every band with, and he was like my best friend, my mentor, everything, he pretty much died. And I, I kind of watched him die. And those are there's a whole bunch of stories that I'm leaving for later. But basically, he died, and that's when everything collapsed for me. Everything I put everything into, my music, Music was my whole life, everything. I didn't play music. I didn't draw. I didn't write. I didn't do anything for 15 years till 2011. Yeah, I mean, I worked. I, I worked. That's when I became a carpenter and, you know, did plumbing and all these other things. It's weird. When you're young, you think you have all the answers. Now that I'm like 47, it's like, wow, man, just the different paths life has put me on. Things, you know, I never, my dad didn't go anywhere without a camera. I never even owned a camera. I never even knew what anything else. Now I got two cameras, two iPhones, two action cams that I use for all this. So life takes you and will put you in a weird direction. You just got to not think you know it. You know, if I could go back and tell myself these things, the funny thing is, is I say that, but I wouldn't listen. Even if I came back looking like this with my arm all messed up and said, you have to do this, I'd say, all right, you're full of it, you know? I was stubborn like that. I had to have it my way. That's the thing. When you're you're getting into YouTube and you find your niche, you know, like my niche is mainly knife making and working in the shop. But I started this Sunday live stream just as a extra thing because YouTube and all that doesn't like knives. They don't promote knives as much as other things. So I figured I'd do this live stream that I can monetize and get and it's grown to a whole different thing. I never thought I'd be giving you two tips. But I'm the kind of person that when I want to do something, I do it 150%. So I studied every in and out of YouTube and how to make it work, what doesn't work. I told you guys about Instagram and stuff where I fought Facebook. I, I made new pages. I made new things. I left out the word not just so I could promote Instagram. And I gave up on it. But I found a new way. If you're a knife maker or in the weapons, or something that 
Facebook, Instagram deems bad. There's a, a site called Kicksta, you know, Kick STA. And it's not like buy free followers. I talked about in the that in the last week's live stream. Don't buy subs, don't buy likes, don't buy fake followers. Don't do any of this stuff. If you're going to promote, try to go to the source like Google Ads. That, and that's what that whole last live stream was about. Instagram and Facebook, even though Instagram and Facebook both say if if your ad does not promote the sale of knives or weapons, it's allowed. And that's BS. I got so I got to the point where I try to even promote a live stream and they would disapprove it just because I've been disapproved and tried so many different ways. So when I found Kickster, Kickster's awesome because they don't spam people. You find 10 people that you like. Like I, I did like Peter McKinnon, Anthony Marfione, you know, Marfione Blade, and, and big guys like that. And they don't they don't send uh stuff to them, but they take their followers and they like stuff for you. That's one thing, like I always talk about Gary V and stuff. All right, Loderman. See you in a little bit. Yeah, Loder, I got a new camera. <laughs> but anyway, if you watch Gary V, some people don't like him. Wolfpack or something like that last week. I, I told him about Gary Vee, he, he just didn't get it. But you have to market yourself. If you want to be a serious YouTuber, a serious Instagrammer, any of that, you have to, whatever you make, you have to put back into, and you have to put yourself out there. And one thing they talk about for Instagram is you have to DM all these influencers. DM, DM them and say, what can I do for you? What could, See, that's a big thing about working and intern. Don't say, hey, can you... Can you shout me out this? Can you do this for me? Say, here's what I can do for you. You know how many thousands of requests they get for people saying, hey, can you do this for me? Can you post this for me? Can you repost this for me? Can you say my name? No. Say, here's what I can do for you. I'm not good at DMing. That's where my introverted shuts me down. I can't get on and bug people and all that. So, you get on this Kickster. They don't bug people. They don't DM people. But they take your account and they like other accounts that have the same interest. Like, say, uh, Strider Knives has, you know, 50,000 subscribers or 50,000 followers. So they go to those followers and they like their posts that are, that have the same interest as you. And if these people have that interest, they might come check you out. And then you get a natural follower. See, that's the thing about buying likes and buying subs and buying followers. They're not natural. They're not going to be there to stay. And on Instagram, there's a thing called uh, DM groups where you 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 and like 50,000 people join the same group. And when someone posts something, you all like each other's posts. But that doesn't work. The algorithm sees that as the same people hitting the same likes. And it does. it's not natural growth. Instagram wants natural growth. YouTube wants natural growth. Now, like I said with YouTube, your content has to be there. I'm doing the Bill Clinton thing. <laughs> Your content has to be there. Content is key number one. If you don't have the content, then it's not going to be there. People aren't going to follow you. This stuff, you know, just like the Google ads, this stuff is only to get people in the door to see your stuff. You have to post. Like if you go to my Instagram, I've got over like 2,500 posts. You know, I post like five times a day. Now, I might miss a day, but I try to post at least once or twice every day. That's why people people are coming because of Kickster, but they're staying 
because of my content. And I used to do videos. Videos aren't good because they don't put, you know, you open up Instagram, you're looking at pictures. The video is going, isn't going to be a good picture. So I started using like Snapseed. You know, I take my pictures, take my pictures in a square. Don't do the regular open thing. You go to the square part and then on your phone, square. <laughs> or if you take them from a camera, you put them in the Photoshop and you hit them square and then you upload them. But do the picture and, you know, make your picture the best picture. Make And like I say about knives, like I say about anything, would you look at that picture? Would you buy that knife? That's that's my gauge. And I'll tell you, one thing that drives me kind of crazy, and this is my opinion, not, not how it should be with Instagram, because everyone that follows me on Instagram, I'll go check out their profile. And when I see a bunch of pictures like this where they're just standing there, you know, the whole, the whole grid is just, them looking into the pic into the camera which i know that's what instagram's supposed to be for but god it's so uncreative it's that or it's like big landscapes huge landscapes put yourself in that landscape or something set up a tripod and take a picture of you in front of the mountain or in front of the lake how do i know that lake picture isn't something you just bought off of a stock website those two things drive me crazy you know if you're going to take a selfie make sure there's something you love, you know, put your passion in with that, not just yourself sitting in a car taking a picture. God, that just drives me. That, that's personal opinion, though. That's not a critique of anyone's Instagram. I just think it's so boring to see 100 pictures of you sitting in front of a camera like this. It's, <laughs> you know, show your passion. Show what makes you want to wake up every day and, and, and get out there. And if you don't know what that passion is, experiment. Even if it's video games. Or whatever. Get someone to take a picture of you playing your video game. Don't just sit there. Click. Ah, I don't know. That's, it's, it's something I, I see a lot of. And it's like, why? Why can't you be a little bit more creative? <laughs> All right, SLG Foxy. Take it easy, man. Good to hear from you. Stay safe. Stay safe. Try to find some happiness. I wish you all the best, man. I wish you all the best. Yeah, well... I don't think I coined that phrase, but it's true. Put your passion, you know, and that's anything with YouTube. Don't just get on there. And, and that's the one thing I learned. There's these viral videos where it'll go viral and you'll get all these subscribers. But then what are you going to do next? You can't keep doing that. And that's why there's guys like, uh, you know, Jake and Logan Paul. I don't even watch them, but that's all you hear about because these guys just do stupid things. because. Once you get on that level, Vitaly, all those guys, even like Roman Atwood used to be prankster. Now he does vlogs instead of pranks because you get to that level and you only have to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and you have to get bad. I mean, look at what Logan Paul did. He did a, a video. If you guys don't know who Logan Paul is, look him up. He went to Japan. He went to Japan to a suicide forest and actually came upon someone that just hung themselves. And that's where this whole ad apocalypse and all that stuff started from. Do your passion. Don't be fake. Be sincere about who you are. And if you don't, if you're afraid of the camera, just do it. Just, just record yourself. Even if you don't upload it, just practice like anything else. YouTube is a skill. Knife making is a skill. Drawing is a skill. If these things were easy, everyone would do them. Everyone would have a million subscribers. Everyone would have the baddest knives. No, these things you have to work at. 
I have a second channel dedicated to my music stuff. I was doing guitar lessons and all that stuff on there. Music is like my blood. But I tried to do lessons and I just didn't I just didn't have it in me, so I stopped doing it. Don't be afraid to move on to something else that's your passion. So what I started doing instead of doing the lessons and doing because I can't scream or I can't I, I can scream, I can't sing. And people don't want to hear instrumental music. So if you go to that other my other channel, my music channel, you'll hear all these songs I wrote. Cause my lyrics, I would love to find someone that can sing. Cause I've got mad lyrics. We got lyrics, you know, like one of my first songs, we called it Sperm. That's what the drummer name is. It's like, peace, love, the skies above, we'll all be gone someday. Acid rain, the land has changed. We're all left rotting away. You know, that's the first line of that sperm song. So I've got lyrics like that, you know. Victims of tragedy. What has happened to the world we live in? Have we all been taken by greed? What's to come for the world of tomorrow? Will the poor always be the weak? These are like the lyrics I write. But since I can't sing, I put them to hardcore music. Plus, I love hardcore music. Music, with my arm and all that, I couldn't make a career out of my music anymore. What I did is I started making music as a background for what would work. Like, all my videos have music in them. My live streams don't, but my music does. <laughs> Thanks, bootleg bridge. Bootleg blades. <laughs> See, I can't talk. See, stuff like that is where you can edit it out if you're if you shoot. Oh, yeah. Logan Paul's. It was disrespectful, but like I said, he got to a place where he had to be shocking. He had to be, you know, he had to be more. He didn't know he was going to find. I, well, I don't know any. I can't speculate, but. Yes, it was very disrespectful. He could have decided not to put it out. But when you get caught up and have to do a video every day, and you have to be better, better, better every day, you your vision gets clogged. And that's why when I did that one video, or that one live stream about um, quality over, yeah, quality over quantity, where people want a daily vlog. Consistency, that's the word I'm looking for. I had a brain freeze there. People will think consistency means every day. No, consistency, consistency means even if it's every two weeks, one video every two weeks, the best content you can make every two weeks. If you can only do one video a week, the best content you can do, that's consistency, keeping it consistent. And that's one of my topics, actually, about finding your niche. And when you want to become a YouTuber, whoops, and you find your niche, you'll find this thing, uh, you'll find a, a spot where you're like, oh, man, I'm doing the same thing over and over. Like knife making, it's all grinding, cutting, you know, it's the same thing over and over and over and over. That's not a rut. That's not a rut at all. What that is, is your style. You hone that in and make it better. Look at Gary Vee, look at Casey Neistat, look at Peter McKinnon, look at all these guys that are top-notch YouTubers. Casey Neistat, what's every video? Him on a skateboard, him sitting in front of his desk, you know, maybe every fifth video he goes travels or something. Same thing over and over. Peter McKinnon, it's either him sitting there teaching you something or him out shooting something. Same thing over and over. Gary V, every video, him telling you how to make yourself better, how to make your business better. A couple months back, I was like, man, I can't. All I'm doing is knife making. It's a rut. No, that's your style. That's what people are here to see. People subscribe to you because of your personality, your story. They want to see how you advance, how your everyday life goes. I told you about. Chucky 2009, I, I started because he taught welding, and I wanted to learn how to weld so I could make my grinder, my heat treat oven. Now he's into farming and, 
and uh, tractors. I'm a city boy. I keep saying this over and over, but I still watch every video he puts out because of his personality, because I'm invested. Casey Neistat, I wait for when he puts them out. Maddie Hop, I, I can't say, I think it's Hop and Tough. He put up Maddie and cameras. M-A-T-T-I. Man, these guys will teach you how to work a camera, how to make better videos. Now, don't copy them. That's one thing. Take inspiration from other YouTubers. Whatever your passion is, I don't care what it is, drawing or anything, take from them. Don't copy them. Take, just like I told you about knives. When I made this knife, if you guys watch that video, I've never made a fillet knife before. So I found this part of the knife and I drew it. And then I made this myself. This is my knife now because this is my design. I didn't copy someone else's. I took what I saw here and I made it my own. You do that with video. I didn't even know what B-roll was till I started watching Peter McKinnon and Maddie. Now I try to put it in as many videos. And it's, it, you know, the first couple of times, it's horrible. Even the last couple of videos to me looks bad. But I'm working with what I got. And I'm trying to improve. And as I can afford it, I'll buy a little bit better. And try to make it just that better. But when you work with what you don't have and making it better. See, I've never gotten into Demolition Ranch. I, I watch them here and there. I saw them try to sell that one knife, though. And he had to cut it in, in, in half or, or refund people and cut the thing in half because I'm not sure, but it looked like a cheap Kershaw or a regular blade and then they were trying to sell it for 80 bucks. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't get into that. that I don't want to put down someone that's trying. You know, that, that's his hustle. That's his thing. You know, I understand. I try to sell shirts and all that on YouTube too. I don't, I'm not good at selling, so I can't put down someone else for trying to make a buck and i will say he did the respectable thing and told he cut the price in half and started refunding people's money so much respect there he could have even kept the money and said okay i'm cutting the prices in half but no he said i'm sending people back their money that is much respect right there Whew, 407 <laughs> oh actually i've only been going about 40 minutes because uh took me a half an hour to figure out the audio but now that i got the camera set up and all that and figured out i think we're good hopefully until next week, right? <laughs> I think I'm getting pretty comfortable with these live streams. I'm just ranting and raving the whole time now. <laughs> it's funny. About the YouTube thing, I believe I didn't realize what it took to do live streams and all that. But I always leave my my bad stuff in. Like, you can go back and watch my old videos that are grainy and horrible and all that stuff. Because that's what I'm talking about, my progression. I can go back and look at it and be like, wow, look how bad that was. And that's what I was talking about in the beginning. If you go back and watch my first live stream, it was like five, ten minutes. I came down here. I didn't have anything prepared. I stood up. I had the camera standing like my regular videos. I talked for a little bit. And then I ran off with my tail between my legs. Man, I was like, oh, my God. I came back and even did a second one from my upstairs. But that's how you have to learn. You have to put yourself out there. I say this all the time. And it's my two favorite sayings now is, if you don't try, you fail 100%. If you're scared of failing, and when you don't do it, or you don't put yourself out there, you've already failed. The best way to become a failure is not to do it. At least if you try and fail, you know where your mistakes are, and you know how to get better. Which, which comes back to the whole recording yourself. When I started recording myself grinding, I'd be like, wow, why am I holding the knife like that? No wonder I'm messing up. Or no wonder I'm doing this, because you can watch yourself. Watch yourself and see your mistakes. That and the other saying is 
if you haven't failed, you aren't trying hard enough. Which, see, I've always been a perfectionist. I either do it perfect or I don't do it at all. That's been changing a lot, big time. That was failure was one of my biggest weaknesses. It's one thing I'm just doing it. That's why I told you in the middle of the thing. If I go to a grocery store or something and I see someone doing something that I could talk, I'll try to strike up a conversation just to kind of get over that being so introverted. And it takes every part of my being to do it. And it's just like, don't say anything. Don't think you're stupid or something. You just got to overcome it. And, you know, my body will, I'll start shaking even. And I'll, you know, I'll just say one or two words and they'll be like, you know, and they'll start laughing or whatever. And it's like, oh, that wasn't that hard. It's like that whole anticipation thing. You know, anticipation of death is worse than death itself. <laughs> all right, guys. I appreciate you all staying and hanging by. Good to see a lot of you guys, new guys. Hey, what's up, Heath? You made it. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> Heath, man, Heath and me, we kind of met on YouTube. We almost became like brothers. Man, that's one good thing about YouTube and all this. Man, you can meet some real good friends on here. He showed up right when I'm about to sign off. <laughs> Made my day. Yeah, man, you know what? It's almost like 50 or 60 degrees here. We've had more snow this year than the last three years combined. But today's a warm day. <laughs> I didn't see Chip, but I know you're going to be watching later, Chip. <laughs> I think it was the whole mess up of the first stream. So I apologize for that. But anyway, I got a. Head on out. Stop my ranting before I get a sore throat. I'm sitting here yelling and screaming. <laughs> uh, if you're watching the repost, uh, Amazon links are up here. My website's up there. Nice. Oh, shirt. This is actually a blue shirt. It's one of my colored shirts. Maybe I'll get a red one. I got all kinds of colors if you got shirts. Thank you guys for coming by. It's good to see a lot of new faces, man. I hope you guys become regulars. That's awesome. Bootleg Blades, good to see you. Thanks for watching. Hope you guys have a great week, and as always, take it easy.